You're listening to audio recorded at Mount Air First Christian Church. For more resources or to contact us, look us up at www.mountairfirstchristianchurch.org. Morning, everybody. My name is Tony Mercer. I am an elder here at the First Christian Church. Uh, as Darren said, he invited me to speak this week. Uh, apparently, the prerequisite for preaching here is the love of Jesus, and you have to be a mailman. So <laughs> that's why he asked me. And I, uh, as I was kind of speaking this out loud to myself last night as a way of preparing, uh, my voice was cracking, so I brought some water up with me. Uh, I drive around in circles all day, and I don't get a whole lot of speaking time, so my voice isn't used to this kind of exercise, so bear with me in that. Our uh, scripture this morning is from Colossians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. It is on page 1170 in your pew Bible. Colossians chapter 3, 16 and 17. Let the word of Christ dwell, rich, dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Grass withers, the flower fades, Lord of our God stand, the word of our God stands forever. As we move through Colossians uh, chapter 3, Paul is continuing to instruct the church in Colossae how we should live as Christians. In previous weeks, we were told to seek the things above, to put sin to death, to love one another, forgive one another, and in our scripture this week, we are called to lift one another up in the name of Christ. And uh, when Darren invited me to give this sermon, this time, thankfully, I had more than a couple hours of preparation, and uh, he picked uh, Sunday at the end of January with the text we'd be going through. And I, I must admit, uh, when I read this scripture to start thinking about it, uh, nothing really sprang to mind immediately, like, yeah, I could talk for two hours on that. Uh, didn't really inspire me. I, just kind of like blank. And so, because, you know, what we do in, uh, in the text today is what we're doing here. I mean, letting the word of Christ dwell richly in you, teaching, admonishing, singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. That's what we do at church, right? We come here, we sing songs, we praise God. So, good job, everyone. We're all doing exactly what we need to be doing. And that's my sermon. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's not, that's not the end of it. Uh, like a lot of scripture, if you, uh, the more you read it, the more you study it, the more you live in it, the more comes to mind, the more springs out of you, words and phrases jump out. And today I wanted to focus on the praise of God and why we praise God. Now, there are many reasons why we should praise God, uh, but I wanted to focus on three of them today. <clears throat> and the first one is this. God is the creator. God is worthy of our praise because he created all things. In the beginning, 
God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1.1. He created the universe and all of its stars, the very atoms of matter, protons, neutrons, electrons, made of quarks, which are likely made of even smaller things we haven't even discovered yet. He placed us on a planet the perfect distance from our sun, in the perfect position in our spiral galaxy, in a universe with the perfect mix of matter and antimatter, with the perfect laws of physics. Science continues to explain the wonders of God's creation, even while many scientists deny the existence of a creator. They have actually measured the size and shape of the universe and made calculations about the Big Bang, which show that if one variable had been even slightly different, that the universe would not be able to exist the way it does. So perfectly tuned is our universe that it in fact makes them uncomfortable because it obviously points to the intelligence in the design of the universe. He also put us on an earth with the perfect amount of oxygen, water, land, animals, plants to give us food and nourishment. Our very DNA is a testament to his skill as a programmer, writing the code of life into every one of our body cells. And in that, and also, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Genesis 1.27. The first humans from whom we are all descended, giving us life through their life to share in his creation. And when you sit back and think of all the things that God has created, and to know that he created them to share with us, it truly makes us want to sing his praise. I've traveled a few places around the globe, and I've always amazed at God's creation. The mountains in Colorado, volcanoes in Hawaii. But here in Iowa, it does seem like we're lacking in majestic mountains or scenic vistas. It may be hard to see sometimes, but the wonder of creation isn't absent here either. If you notice lately, we had some amazing sunsets, when we do get to see the sun anyway. And I always whip out my phone and try to take a picture of it, but you can never get the right picture because it never captures the true beauty of a sunset. It's always just a shadow of what it actually looks like with your own eyes. Or the flowers in the spring that bloom, or baby animals born bringing new life into the world. And even though I dislike snow a lot, I will begrudgingly admit that even in the winter, a fresh coat of pure white snow does add an amazing beauty to God's earth, but just a dusting, not, not 11 inches, please. <coughs> none of this would exist. None of us would exist without him. The mercy and grace given to us to simply exist is something we should all be thankful for and to praise God. But that is not all. That's only one reason why we should praise God. And the second reason is this. God is perfect. God is worthy of our praise because he is perfect. <coughs> I must admit, as a new Christian, it took me a while to understand the holiness of God, which is a great book by R.C. Sprawl. Check it out if you have a chance. And if this subject 
this, if this is a subject that you struggle with or want to learn more about, about it, there are vast volumes of books that, besides this one, that speak to the attributes of God. His aseity, his eternality, his graciousness, eminence, immutability, impeccability, incorporeality, omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence, oneness, and righteousness, and transcendence, just to name a few. People have devoted their entire academic careers to understanding God, and even they will admit that God cannot be fully understood. And all of those big words really mean one thing. God is perfect. Once you come to realize that God is perfect, there is nobody above God, that he is perfect truth, perfect love, and perfectly just, then we have no alternative but to worship him. Because we can find no other who comes close to matching his perfection. We must give God praise because he is worthy of our praise. When we find something that is perfect, we have a natural desire to praise it. To share in its perfection with friends, family, and anyone who will listen. Excuse me. Imagine you were invited to be the judge of a cooking contest. And this contest was to judge the world's best meatloaf. And you tasted so many delicious meatloafs, but one meatloaf was just phenomenal. It was meaty, tender, flavorful. Everything about it was perfect, and it was crowned the world's best meatloaf. You would want to tell everyone about this perfect meatloaf. Perhaps you would even stand up in front of individuals on, the daily, on a regular basis and tell people how much you love meatloaf. This is a natural human inclination. We are impressed with perfection, and we want to share it with others. When we find something perfect, we should want to share it with others, to tell the others how wonderfully perfect it is so that others can marvel at its perfection. And so we should do the same with God. We should marvel at his perfection and tell others how perfect he is. As the perfect being with the most, the most insulting thing we could do is not praise him. God is jealous for our praise because he is the only thing worthy of praise. Even the world's greatest meatloaf cannot compare to the perfection of God. So two reasons we should worship God. He created us and all things, and he is perfect. But there's yet another reason to praise God. He gave us the perfect and greatest gift. Finally, God is worthy of our praise because he gave us the greatest gift. He gave us his son to be tortured and killed on the cross for our sins. God, who loved us so much, did not spare his own son. There is no gift more valuable, more precious than this gift. Unfortunately, we don't always acknowledge how great this gift is, and I know sometimes I find myself taking it for granted, not treating it for the wonderful gift that it is. Imagine if you got front row tickets to the Super Bowl, and you watched Patrick Mahomes win the game, he took out a Sharpie, signed the game ball, walked over to the stands and handed it to you. And you looked at the ball and said, 
Huh, thanks. And then he went back to eating your nachos like nothing happened. Of course you wouldn't do that. If he handed you the sign ball, you'd flip your nachos in the air, scream, dance, take a selfie, go crazy because that would be an amazing gift. This is how we should also treat the gift of Jesus. But when you really begin to realize the true depth of this gift, it should drop you to your knees. What makes this gift even more perfect is that we did nothing to earn it. As Paul says in Romans 5.8, But God showed his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So not only did the God of the universe, the creator of all things and perfect being, offer us his son as a propitiation for our sins, but he also did so while we were his enemy. So going back to the Super Bowl analogy, Patrick Mahomes didn't walk up to a cheering Chiefs fan. Instead, he walked up to a 49ers fan and handed him the game ball. Now that would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? Rewarding someone who wasn't cheering for you and cheering against you. Not to mention the 49ers fan would probably take the ball, throw it in the trash, or hand it to his dog to play with. It doesn't make any sense to give your enemies a gift that special, and yet that's exactly what God did for us. And this is so wonderful because we as sinful creatures deserve condemnation. But instead, we receive the perfect gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, who lived the perfect life that we should live, who died the death that we deserved. All our sins laid on the cross. The wrath of God was fully felt by Jesus. The wrath that we should receive. But praise be to God that we have been saved. With this fully realized, we should all sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, teaching one another this great gospel, letting the word of Christ dwell richly in us. This is indeed why we gather every Sunday. And I hope you're all gathered here for that reason. I hope that you don't gather here because you feel obligated or because it's just part of your routine, because you feel guilty if you don't attend. I hope you're all here to lift up God in song and praise. Because one, he created all things and us. And two, because he is perfect And three, because he gave us a gift valuable beyond all measure. We come together to praise him. But if you remember back to our package, that only covers the first verse. As Paul reminds us in the second verse, we shouldn't just come here once a week to do these things. Verse 17, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. Paul is commanding us to continue this praise after we leave this church building and tomorrow when we go to work or when we go on vacation, when we stay home or when we visit friends. In everything we do, we should do it all in the name of Christ, giving thanks to the Father through him. This is not just Paul's commandment. He is simply repeating what we are commanded in the Old Testament. And from Jesus in the New Testament, as Moses commanded the people of Israel in Deuteronomy 6.5, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your might. And as Jesus commanded in Mark 12.30, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. 
should do everything in the name of Christ, loving the Lord our God because of this gift we have been given. We do this because we were bought with a price. Christ gave his love for life for us. Our lives were broken. We were on a dark path leading to hell. We would have been lost for all eternity were it not for the perfect gift. And so our life is not our own. We have been redeemed, bought with the precious blood of Christ. We must live our lives accordingly, striving toward a life that is worthy of the ultimate sacrifice made for us. What a waste it would be for us to have the perfect gift, but live as though the gift was meaningless to us. And so as you leave here today, remember to live your life in the name of Jesus, praising the Father, the perfect creator and redeemer that he is. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I uh, ask that you would help us to live our lives continuously praising you, lifting you up for the holy, gracious, loving Father that you are. Going out tomorrow, the next day, the weeks, the months, the years after, living up and praising the gift that you have given us. I also pray that your word would dwell richly in us, Lord, that we would spend time in your scripture, studying your word, reading and rereading over and over again the words you put to paper, finding all the meaning that you have meant for us, not just reading at face value, but truly understanding the richness of your word. I also asked, Father, that uh, we would give thanks for this great gift that you have given us. What an amazing gift that you have redeemed our lives with your son, that while we were your enemies, you came delivering us and loving us, sending your son to die on the cross for us. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.